1: Hello, this is Christina Sasso of Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God Ministries International, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. What I'll be sharing with you today is a part of the training that I have been giving to the congregation and the ministry team here, as well as the pastors in the Philippines. Okay? So you need to listen to our Sunday and Wednesday services. We are live streaming and and try to catch up or you can go to our website sogmi.org sogmi.org or find us on youtube while you're at it please subscribe and like us to help us out okay okay do that right away and also we had some prophetic school or or prophetic training that is now posted in our website as well as on youtube and It is a good thing that uh, we're going to start this uh, prophetic training or prophetic school again because of the times that we're in, okay? I have been reminding all of you, the body of Christ, that God is still on the throne laughing at his enemies. He is active. He is into details. God does not want us to react to the negative or bad things happening in our country in, in our city, okay? He does not want us to react but to call those things as though they were, which is part of the purpose and function of a prophecy, okay? I know you heard me before saying this, but God is reminding us, That time is of the essence, and we need to take his word and the prophecy very seriously. We need to be where we're supposed to be and doing what we're supposed to be doing, all right? There are two great challenges in our times for the body of Christ, that we need to make changes, we need to unlearn many things, And learn things from the Holy Spirit and by listening to the teachings in which Jesus is front and center. Our greatest enemy is not Satan. Our Lord Jesus already defeated Satan, and the Lord even took the keys of Hades from him. He is defeated and he is outnumbered. Remember, he was only able to take a third of the angels. So 66% are left that are on our side. We need to start meditating and learning the basic tenets of the good news of the gospel. We need to learn more and receive the love of God, that God has called you, God redeemed you, God is going to bless you, and he already healed you because he loves you, Okay. And we need to start learning and meditating his plan for us. He is a good God. And at the same time, Satan is outnumbered. We even have the authority to command Satan to do and obey us like Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul turned over two men to Satan so that Satan will teach them not to blaspheme. That is powerful. So how come it's not happening and manifesting? Because of the challenge that we're in, and we need to unlearn things, okay? The number one challenge that uh, that we're facing right now is we are contaminated. The gospel and the preaching of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ is contaminated by teachings of men, doctrines of men, and doctrines of demons, They are teaching from the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's why there are no fruits. So instead, we need to learn and preach and teach others too from the tree of life, who is Christ Jesus. The religious devils of our times are perverting the Word of God. They make it seem so difficult just to get. God to answer a prayer, that God plays febrite. Their teachings is not to deliver or to liberate or bless us, but to keep the people of God in fear, keep them ignorant, so that they are limited and they will never attain the position and a place of blessings where they're supposed to be. They are elitist people. They're wicked. Our commandment from the Lord is to preach the gospel of good news and make disciples. Disi- making disciples means that we spend time training and teaching them so that they will mature and will become like us. I told the congregation last Sunday that I will continue in training them even though it is very hard on their flesh because I skin them alive. I continue to correct them, to prepare them for this great move of God and for the transfer of wealth and influence, which will manifest at the same time, and it's soon coming, okay? God is just waiting for the right number of people who is going to believe, and everything else will follow, okay? I will continue to take a risk of offending them or offending you, and even if you stop listening to me or supporting me or if uh, members of Freedom Fellowship Church will leave the church, I will continue to preach. I do not, God did not call me in the leadership position to maintain a status quo. He called me in the front lines to call those things as though they were, to proclaim the gospel of good news and to make disciples. I am not in this radio broadcast for you to like me. Ah, uh, Many of you, if not all of you, those who don't, still don't like me, I will win you over in the end. Or when you are in trouble, you will remember what I have been telling you. And that's good enough for me. And for those of you who have been listening to this uh, program for a while and have been praying for me and, and, and praying for this ministry, and some of you are supporting us financially, I thank God for you. And I definitely feel your prayers, and I'm greatly encouraged and strengthened. So thank you very much. So let me go back to the message today. Let us not react. Let us do our best not to react to what is happening, but we were going to call those things as though they were. And I'm going to to come back to this. Let me give you the second challenge we are facing, okay? The second is in the church that I have been trying my best to uncontaminate myself and to unlearn things, okay? Because the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ on who he is and who we are is progressive. The things that I know about Jesus before. Some of them have changed because of the revelation I receive from the Holy Spirit. But one of the greatest challenges that we have in the body is the contamination of the teachings and ways of the world or the Babylonian system that are still embedded in many ministries or in the minds and hearts of many Christians all over the world. God's ways of doing things, the principles in the kingdom of our God, are entirely different from the ways of the world or the principles in which the world is operating. We can spiritualize them, but they're still the ways of the world. And if they're contaminated, it's just like we're double-minded. We are learning and we believe that this is good from the system of the world, and we pick them up, if we pick up the things and the principles in the kingdom of our Lord, then we become double-minded and unproductive. I for one wants to uncontaminate the body of Christ, myself, my family, and SAGMI, partners and members of this ministry. There are so many things that I need to release, even to this radio broadcast, and we have such a short time. But calling those things as though they were is very important for me to address at this time, so please take a listen. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, it says, I'm going to read from NLT. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. God did not linger or even focus that it was too dark. Instead, he called for light and light be. If spiritual leaders, especially the prophets in our present days, Focus on the things of God in hearing from God his divine purpose and his ways of doing things instead of reacting and prophesying on current event in this country. This country will completely turn around towards righteousness right now and the move of God that's never been recorded in the history of the church is here and now. So let us all focus on that and listen to what I'm saying, okay? Prophetic voice or prophets can change the course of history. If prophets intercede and pray first and foremost before releasing judgment, we'll be better off. Please hear me out. In 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 8, when the king of Aram was at war with Israel, he would confer with his officers and say, We will mobilize our forces at such and such a place. But immediately, keep in mind the immediately. Elisha, the man of God, would warn the king of Israel do not go near that place, for the Arameans are planning to mobilize their troops there. So the king of Israel would send word to the place indicated by the man of God. Time and again, Elisha warned the king so that he would be on the alert there. Did you hear that? The king. Or, in our present day, the president is listening to a prophet when it comes to national security, when it comes to our defense. So, where are the prophets in our days right now? They have become too political. They focus more on, on establishing themselves as a true prophet, that what they prophesy will come to pass. If it's a judgment, it should not be, not under our watch. We should warn the people. We should pray and intercede for the people instead of judgment because that is not the will of God. Okay? Judgment is God's last recourse. So let's continue. Time and again, Elisha warned the king so that he would be on the alert there, wherever that place. The king of Aram became very upset over this. Keep this in mind. There is no distance in the spirit, right? We always say that. And it's being proven in 2 Kings with Elisha. Elisha is in Israel, and the king of Aram is in Aram, right? They were planning together. They're having this uh, military strategy, um, and uh, and, uh, the prophet is listening to them who is in Israel. Okay? Verse 11, The king of Aram became very upset over this. He called his officers together and demanded, Which of you is a traitor who has been informing the king of Israel of my plans? Verse 12, It is not us, my lord, the king. One of the officers replied, Elisha, the prophet in Israel, tells the king of Israel, even the words you speak in the privacy of your bedroom. Now, that's scary, right? But listen to to the next verse. Remember, Elisha can hear or listen to what the king is saying in his own bedroom. And what did he say in verse 13? Go and find out where he is, the king commanded, so I can send troops to seize him. And the report came back. Elisha is a dolphin." So one night, the king of Aram sent a great army with many chariots and horses to surround the city, not just surround the house, the house of Elisha, it surround the whole city. When the servant of the men of God got up early the next morning and went outside, there were troops, horses and chariots everywhere. "Oh sir, what will we do now?" the young man cried out to Elisha. Don't be afraid, Elisha told him, for there are more on our side than on theirs. What did I tell you about Satan and his demons and our angelic host? We have 66% of the angelic host. Satan has only 33%. Okay. And we have, we have those angelic hosts, the demonic hordes and Satan, they're outnumbered. And here, Jesus gave us his name, and God the Father gave Jesus authority in both heaven and on earth, not just like here on earth. So the demonic hordes or the spiritual forces are sandwiched between heaven and earth. So we have, in the name of Jesus, we have authority over them too, okay? When the servants of the men of God got up early the next morning and went outside, 2 Kings 7.15, there were troops, horses, and chariots everywhere. Oh, sir, what will we do now? The young man cried to Elisha. Don't be afraid. God is telling us now, don't be afraid. Don't give in to fear and doubt and anxiety on what is happening in the United States of America. Let us take our post. Let us listen to the thus saith the Lord. And let us really search the scripture of the perfect plan of God towards mankind, okay? For you and I, okay? Don't be afraid, Elisha told him, for there are more on our side than theirs. Then Elisha prayed, O Lord, open his eyes and let him see. The Lord opened the young man's eyes, and when he looked up, He saw that the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire. As the Arameans' army advanced toward him, Elisha prayed, O Lord, please make them blind. So the Lord struck them with blindness as Elisha had asked. What a powerful prophet, right? How powerful is that? He can listen to uh, to leaders and other countries For the sake of the nation of Israel, we can we can hear from God for the sake of United States of America. But we have to keep our hearts right. We have to examine and we have to consider the will, the purpose and the heart of our God first and foremost than what we want to do. Okay. So we can ask and pray. And then he asked for his servants to see what he's seeing in the spiritual realm. I will pray that you will see what God is doing in this country. And I will pray in the name of Jesus that you all have the heart, that you will consider God's heart first and foremost before you say any word, before you blurt out your own opinions, okay? In John chapter 15, verse 7, this is, uh, I believe, NIV. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. Jesus has always had God the Father in his mind. And now, as a member of the body of Christ, we have to have our lord's will and heart first and foremost. In Matthew chapter 21 verse 22, if you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Mark 11:24. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. 1 John chapter 3 verse 22 and receive from Him anything we ask, because we obey His commands and do what pleases Him. Those are the main ingredients. We obey the Lord's command, and we do what pleases Him. 1 John chapter 5, verse 14. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. So we need to be confident when we pray. We, you know, we have not even used even a droplet of our authority in Christ Jesus. What if many of us have matured and used their authority and we start calling those things as though they were in accordance to the Lord's perfect will and we'll be united with him and we obey his instructions. So, in our present case, let us pray to God and make a vow to Him that we will obey Him, we will follow His instruction to the letter, and we'll be consistent about this. And we are excited about the future. We are excited about what God is about ready to do in this country. Okay? Our country is worth fighting for. Keep that in mind. And it is our responsibility. That when we leave this earth, when we leave this world, that we left a better, a better place, a better country for our children and children's children. That should be in our heart, okay? So through prophecy, through prayers and intercessions, we can call those things as though they were that are in accordance to God's perfect will. In Second Kings chapter 7 The nation of Israel, from the least to the greatest, they committed many sins, wicked things. So he declared a famine. Okay? Elisha prophesied about this coming famine that will last for seven years. It is a judgment against the entire nation because of their sins, of their wickedness. And listen to this Elisha warned and instructed. the woman from Shunem who has been supporting the prophet and hosting him every time he is in their town. So he instructed this woman to leave the country and stay out for seven years, in which how long the decreed famine will last. And of course it manifested. Now the entire nations are hungry. The price of food was so high and scarce because they were surrounded by their enemies in addition to that. So it means to say no commerce, no buying, no deliveries, no buying and selling. Even the king cannot find an answer. The king did not have any answer. And as always, even in our days, he blamed, the king blamed the messenger, which is the prophet Elisha, who decreed that famine in accordance to the instruction of the Lord. It's not, thus saith Elisha, it's, thus saith the Lord. The one thing is, Elisha did not escape. He did not escape and stay there, even during the famine, because he's under the provision of God. Same thing with you. If you are in God's perfect will, you don't have to be concerned about anything. When the king came to to see the prophet, did the prophet Elisha talk about the famine and how dreadful or how bad everybody is? Or how wicked the king was? No. He called those things as though they were. And only through prophecy from the Lord, okay, that things can be reversed in such a short period of time like this. The entire economy of a nation and their condition have changed within 24 hours. In 2 Kings chapter 7, starting with verse 1, Elisha replied, means to say he replied to the king, Listen to this message from the Lord. This is what the Lord says. By this time tomorrow, in the markets of Samaria, six quarts of choice of flour will cost only one piece of silver, and twelve quarts of barley grain will cost only one piece of silver. The officer, assisting the king, said to the men of God, meaning the prophet Elisha, That couldn't happen even if the Lord opened the windows of heaven. This is what's happening now in our present time. But Elisha replied, you will see it happen with your own eyes, but you won't be able to eat any of it or partake of it. And it happened just like the prophet prophesied, and God used four lepers. This great move of God that is coming on the face of the earth that's never been recorded in the history of the church, and the transfer of wealth and influence, will manifest in our lifetime with or without you. You need to go before the Lord and help you with your negativity, with your unbelief, with your fear, and bitterness that is caused by unforgiveness. Not only you have to fully believe, you have to follow the instruction to the letter. Get instructed, get trained, okay? This is a prophetic word. This is a prophetic word. It's not, thus saith Christina, when the Lord instructed me to release, it's thus saith the Lord. I don't have anything to do with it. And if it's impossible that we can't even comprehend, if you are in the kingdom of God, if you're a believer or a Christian, it's going to manifest. You don't need a prophecy released if we can do things or reverse things by our own free will. Amen. God bless you for tuning in.
0: And we really encourage you to visit our website, sogmi.org. That is S O G M I.org. That's where you can listen to previous episodes of this podcast and even support this broadcast. We're supported by listeners just like you. So if you want to support this ministry, you can go to sogmi.org and hit the donate button. You can also send a check to P O Box. 1579 helotus Texas 78023. Again, that is PO Box 1579 helotus Texas 78023.